In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. We had kind of a fun weekend. We were split up all week, actually, and I was in Minneapolis for the week, and it was gorgeous and sunny and blue skies, and the colors were blazing, and then it dropped. (laughs) And as nature prepares for winter, the leaves fall, the damp chill, and yes, I might even say snow is falling here in Wisconsin. It has us grabbing blankets and cozy clothes. The drive to adventure can sometimes dissipate. (laughs) We're having a much harder time getting outside. I've noticed it already. We did go to the pumpkin patch and go play in the corn maze and do all the things. But I will say it's a little bit harder. The darkness lingers a little longer in the morning and comes sooner at night. As a recovering achiever (laughs) and someone who feels the tug or the undertoes of productivity constantly lurking, I also have learned, though, that it is a, I was doing a moon cycle learning this week and learned that we're in a low energy season. And this was fascinating because in some ways it just gave rational thought to what I've been feeling, but it also gave me permission to just lean in and listen to my body to allow rest and recuperation and low energy to be part of the process. But it's awkward. I've been less motivated, less inspired to create the last couple of weeks, and I just kind of shared I was in a rut with several content creator groups that I'm in, and I asked to crowdsource some of their suggestions. I thought, you know, they were so good, and they helped me through the end of the week and getting my spirits back up and getting my energy back where and focused on where I wanted it to be, that I thought, you know, this is probably something I should share with my listeners, because it's not just about productivity or content creation. When we're not feeling the nudge to adventure, it kind of also gets us off our game a little bit. We sit in a slump for a little bit too long. And I'm not suggesting, so seasonal affective disorder is a real thing, right? So I'm not suggesting to not listen to those signs. If that is something you struggle with, I don't want to dismiss that. I just want to help offer suggestions to people who might be just kind of in a downward slide. And maybe, just maybe, some of these solutions that were offered to me might be meaningful to you. So the first one is to pay attention to moon cycles. So I have never explored this before. I never really understood this, but there's someone in a group and I'm going to link to her work in a little bit here. It'll be in the show notes. She had reached out to me and said, I don't know how long you've been feeling like this, but I can just let you know that we entered a waning moon phase. This phase lasts about two weeks after the full moon. We had a full moon on Sunday. So this again was last week. This is a lower energy time. This is a time for maintenance and more rest. This is a time to be extra aware of your energy, a time to do more of what you love and less work. This is your time to hibernate and declutter a bit so that you are ready for the next moon cycle. Instead of feeling guilty that I'm not energized or making progress or inspired, I embrace the slower pace. Let yourself nap more. Remind yourself this slowing down and not always doing is natural and necessary. 
So for me, this was really refreshing. It was a great reminder that I don't have to be doing adventure all of the time. I don't have to be creating something. I don't have to be working in the common sense of working and in productivity mode. Anyway, it was very fascinating. I am not the expert in this. I'm still learning. And I put a link to Beth Sutter was her name. And I put a link to her work. She actually creates art around the moon cycles. And as a wealth of knowledge, I was really excited. And I'm I'm going to learn more about this. I'm leaning into this and learning now because If anyone has any insights or they want to learn more, this sometimes just is reflective of what we're naturally feeling and experiencing. We don't always have to push through it, right? So I just want to own and honor that. The second one I have is listen to your body. I've been feeling frumpy and I wanted to wake things up a little bit. And so, you know, just confessions from a true podcaster, (laughs) when... When I'm like not in the zone and knowing I need to get on the mic and record or knowing I have an interview coming up, I tend to throw on some high energy music, you know, crank things up, make things a little bit more empowering. And usually it's something like Rachel Platten or Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift. And by the way, these aren't necessarily things I traditionally listen to, but there's something about the lyrics, about the rhythms, about all the things that just get me invigorated. It kind of lights up my system. And I've noticed the last few weeks that I'll break out into dance or yoga or some combination of the two. What would that be? Doga? I don't know. (laughs) But it helps me feel strong and moving my body is kind of freeing, which then leads me into the next one. To paint, draw, or color out your emotions. This suggestion actually makes sense to me from my teaching and adult learning style years. Our brains actually need to be stimulated. And by doing that, you have to cross over the hemisphere. So you need to get right brain into left brain and left brain into right brain sometimes to get you out of the rut. It's almost like we need to loosen the reins of logic. So on the flip side, we might have all the pieces and need to get out of our creative brain. And so you need to go into logic. So something like playing with Lego, Sudoku, or a word puzzle sometimes just helps your brain change directionality. And on the flip side, when you're in constant logic mode, drawing, painting, coloring, doing something that is not traditionally comfortable for you, you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to share it. It just helps light up your brain. It, it kind of turns off the exhaustion in the logic phase and allows it to rest and recuperate and helps it revitalize. So there is actual science behind this. And I, when this suggestion was given, I was like, oh, duh, right? <laughs> I know these things, but sometimes, again, I just wasn't thinking of them because of the, lot, the rut that I was in. Number four would be putting yourself in unfamiliar circumstances that interrupt your routine. So you might listen or look for contact to distract, reflect, and inspire. Maybe breaking out of your typical places, go for a long drive, head to a different coffee shop. You don't need to change who you are, but you can change where you are. And sometimes when you get out of similar environments, you start to notice things differently. You slow down, you're more observant, and that also can give your brain a rest from the thinking phase or the overthinking phase. I just hit record for five minutes. So this (laughs) suggestion was, you know, sometimes just doing it just doing the thing that motion creates emotion. So once you do it, you realize I'm I'm just going to do it for five minutes, right? So this is a little bit of the push through. It's kind of funny because usually when I do this, I feel better after I do it and I go and complete the project. So something happens in the progress, you're, you're getting momentum. That momentum kind of carries you through. It's almost like the Pringle saying, like, once you pop, you can't stop, right? So once you get in the zone, But getting in the zone is sometimes hard. So just working through the discomfort and doing it. 
Number six would be to try to take an untouristy walk. So the act of actually going outside and getting fresh air also has pretty significant neuroscience benefits. We know a lot around fresh air. If you're trying to wake your body up, it's best to do it in the morning, but it really doesn't matter. You can take a walk even in the cold, even in all of this frumpiness that I was feeling. The fresh air does stimulate you. It does give your brain what it needs and your body and you just feel better. So I like to, my week I was in Minneapolis, I have a lot of places when I'm going somewhere that I tag or that I'll, I'll save to a guide, and Minneapolis had several of them. I've tried to go there quite a few times with my kids. My in-laws live about an hour from there, so it's a place that's on my list. I have a lot of opportunities to explore, and there was something that I'd never done, and I was like, you know, I'm really not that far, so I went to Stone Arch Bridge, which I posted on Instagram. It's a very interesting and eclectic mix of old and new. And it's funny because this walk, it triggered me to get out of my head a little bit, to look around, to see what was unfamiliar and what stimulated me. So I really noticed that there's this really interesting mix of old and new along Stone Arch Bridge. There's kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like a slew on one side and old pipes and old stonework, and around it is emerging these new buildings while still honoring the old, like the old billboards on top of the roofs were still there, the old pipes were still exposed, the old brickwork, it was all still there, and yet we had new glass and new architecture kind of happening around it. And that was really fascinating to me. I think that walk, that motion, there's a mantra that says motion creates emotion, So just that walk and noticing and getting out of my head, take out the earphones, you know, do a sensory walk, listen to what different sounds you hear along the walk as well. So try to use your five senses when you take a walk sometimes too. listen. Taste is sometimes odd, right? You're not going to lick anything. Please don't lick anything. Maybe grab, you know, a favorite beverage or something if you wanted to. But for this walk, I did not do taste. Uh, But sight, smell, sound and texture. So touching all those things. Um, let's let's avoid the tasting, please. We're still in COVID era. <laughs> let's not lick any, you know, handrails or anything like that. My thank God my kids are past that age. That I think also helps get your brain out of the rut mode. Number seven, someone said, it sounds like you might be overwhelmed. What are you not going to do? Funny story. I was speaking at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable that this was one of my messages and the darn boomerang effect. (laughs) The organizer brought it right back to me and put it right back in my lap. So I had to laugh. I was like, well, what am I not going to do? I simply need to enjoy Q4. The fourth quarter of the year, we have a lot going on. Obviously, I'm winding down my job. We're wrapping things up at home. We're getting ready to launch. So I decided that these are kind of my goals now. Instead of being productivity-based, I'm going to try and lean into the feeling-based. So my goals are to feel good about leaving the organization that I currently work for in the best place possible. So that's going to be a main goal of mine. To host family Christmas and then pack up the RV and launch on our gap year. As you know, (laughs) this is obviously something we've been working towards for years And it seems like it's coming into place, but I also want to be really present while we're here. I don't always want to be thinking about next year or planning for next year. I want to be really in the moment. And so it was important for me to think about like host family Christmas, like honor and own the traditions that you currently have. And then the last one is related to Ordinary Sherpa, to make an offer. 
And that means, you know, I've been putting out a lot of free content. I've been building up the business and I want to do something, but I don't know what that is. But I just want to focus on something that really excites me. I'm not trying to focus on the money. As I mentioned, I don't want to turn this into a job. And I'm seeing all these ideas and I want to jump in a million different directions. So I have decided I'm just going to make one offer, but it's one that's going to be super exciting to me something that I love working on. And just, I guess this is going to come to my, you know, one later that I'll come back to, but just stay in love with this work. Number eight, again, is really my own advice (laughs) that I gave at the RV Entrepreneurs uh, Roundtable that my friend Josh eloquently tossed back at me. And that is, let's pretend it's Chinese New Year. What? So in the year of Chinese New Year's, they focus on like one animal. It's the year of the dragon, the year of the lion, the year of the snake. Focus on one thing. So I had the year of the podcast. I had the year of the book. What am I going to focus on next year? And I don't know yet. I haven't decided. It might be a blog. It might be a course. But I really, again, going back to making one offer that excites me, I want it to be the one thing that I'm excited about and get good at, right? So I don't have to be the expert in these spaces, but I love learning for learning's sake. And I want to do something where I get to learn and test something that excites me. But that doesn't have to be your thing, right? So as we wind down or as you're working on these low energy seasons, it's so easy to feel like, oh, all the things, right? So decide which one thing you're most excited about and let it happen. Number nine was a recommendation from my dear friend, Tony. Tony was a guest on episode 83, Eating the Landscape. And Tony also has his own podcast, Hello, Good Neighbor, and he's just launching a new one, Good Night, Good Neighbor. And I'm really excited about this second podcast. But Tony's advice was so raw and so real and just it emulates who Tony is. He said, listen to this episode. And again, I'll link it in the bottom. (laughs) It's episode one of Ordinary Sherpa Friends. He said, it's so inspiring. The host is infectious and you really get a sense of her purpose and sense of joy while listening. Feel free to pause no less than 12 times and make notes in your journal, all while sitting on a bench somewhere. And he includes the link to episode one, our adventure story in Ordinary Sherpa. And it like, just touches me at home, right? So I did this. I, as I took that on tourist walk around Minneapolis, I listened to episode one in the raw nature <laughs> that only your first episode can av- unveil. And I remembered why I started this podcast and I fell back in love with it. Less pressure, more fun. So thanks, Tony. And I think it's easy to lose sight of something that we love, right? It's easy to make it work, whether it's training for something or the pressure to get outside. It's easy to feel the pressure to perform or to do the thing. Again, especially if you're an achiever that's constantly focused on a goal, it's easy to lose sight of the joy and focus on the end result or on the product. So I encourage you to think through like what was one of the things that you fell in love with and what's starting to feel like work or what's starting to feel like it's so goal oriented that you're not in love with it anymore. And ultimately, I need to say thanks to Tony because this was the thing. This was the thing that kind of turned around my mood. I wouldn't have gotten back to this episode. I wouldn't have gotten here this week without these suggestions. And so I think all of these were just really helpful reminders that it's okay to just listen and learn and Try to get yourself in a different space through all these different ideas. So, and and this is actually my final offer or my final suggestion. And number 10 is ask for help. As I alluded to at the start of this episode, all of these suggestions came from fellow creators and various content creator groups. Ironically, 
I came home and I, I actually even asked my mom to make dinner for us one night this week because I was going to be at this conference. My daughter has a surgery coming up. So she had a pre-op visit. Like there was just a lot of things happening. And I realized like I'm exhausted. And if I could just have one thing that feels comforting, that feels homey. Of course, my mom made like a three course meal, right? <laughs> even dessert. And it was just the symbolism like you are loved, right? That... It's okay to ask for help. That it's, I think so often we get so ingrained, especially as, as moms, working moms in particular, it's so easy to think we have to figure it all out. And even this week, I asked a colleague, you know, I had been struggling to just get a communication out and I asked her to take a look at it. And it was so amazing what happens when you get fresh eyes on something. I don't know why I get stuck feeling like I have to do it all. I know I don't, but at the same time, I know that people genuinely want to help. And we just have to be brave enough to ask. So a friend of mine recently referred me to the stage call that she's going through, and she's calling it the slingshot stage. She's pulling back the rubber band and she feels really stretched. But when things start to move forward, they're going to propel, like they're going to shoot forward. The call to action for this week is to come to the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group and share something that we could do to help you. Maybe you're a content creator and you need a boost or you'd like a written review or you'd like us to share your content. Maybe you're a mom sick of cooking and you just want to get a meal that everyone in your family eats. Maybe you're the guy who just gave notice from his job and are already freaking out that you made the wrong decision and just need a freak out friend. And I mean, like, not like I'm speaking from experience or anything on this one. I don't want to lose sight of this Sherpa philosophy. Like we were here to inspire families to connect and help support you through your summits, to your summits. While adventure is fun and it gets us out of our comfort zones, asking for help and crowdsourcing ideas is an integral part of this community. I have nearly six months of content planned for Ordinary Sherpa. Mostly so I can just get these ideas out of my head, but also because I'm trying to get some amazing guests scheduled. And... I'll be honest, this episode was not on the content calendar. I've been really putting pressure on myself to be on my A-game, especially as I exit a job. As my daughter goes through another surgery, as I just alluded to on her elbow, we wrap up doctor visits while still on our existing health plan, and all the school things, you know, before we go into homeschooling session. It obviously feels heavy. And you add that to two years of COVID disruptions, I'm just going to say, like, I'm sorry that if if I don't always meet your expectations, but I'm going to give my, myself grace as we continue on. I'm still here. I'm eager to support family adventures with everyday simple adventures, with untouristy and authentic travel experiences, and lessons in designing an adventurous life with kids. I have some really great things in store, and they will be available when they are meant to be available. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing you in the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group this week and seeing how we can help you. We'll be in touch. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.